Welcome to the BDB Podcast with your hosts, Shodan, Gola, and KG. Brought to you by Natty Light, a wonderfully blended and balanced American-style lager. When you want to have one, or maybe 12, go for a Natty Light. What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of BDB. Electric today Dude. with that star. Is that it? <laughs> that was. Dude, I got Feeling good. Holy fuck. <laughs> that's that's all we had to talk about today in the, in the sports world. <laughs> <part. laughs> that was an electric episode, though. I'll give you that. <laughs> <laughs> we have a new intro, so I had to keep up with the uh, electric start of the show. So, yeah. Um, we got Super Bowl is set. Kansas City versus Philly. Two number one seeds. Um, I'm excited. I think this will be a good game. So we're not going to like get into like the deep of it, deep dive into it until next week. But I am super excited for this game. Like I think this is two phenomenal teams. One that everyone loves to hate. One that everyone hates their fan base. Um, but it, it should be great. Yeah. Um, from a, like a rooting standpoint, not that I like, don't really care who wins, but this is probably the two teams that like, I was like, I just don't want either one of them to win. And like, other than that, other than like Dallas, I could have handled anybody else winning, but, um, yeah, it should be a good game. Uh, hopefully Mahomes is that ankle is a little bit better and he's back to, you know, kind of fully healthy, but, um, you know, it's, it's, it makes sense, right? They're, They're probably the two best teams in the league all year long. So it only makes sense that they're, you know, they're going to be matching up, you know, for it all. So where's the game? Uh, Arizona, right? Yeah. Yeah. I saw some stuff where uh, all the Arizona bars are being warned of the Philly fans that are coming in. Cause it's going to be chaos with how much of an assholes all the <laughs> Philly fans are. Uh, I, uh, I thought I heard too, that it was, this is the first Super Bowl in Arizona that the Patriots aren't in. Interesting. Wow. I wonder how many how many times they played where, there. That's what I mean. I don't know where I heard it, and I def, definitely didn't fact check it, so it could be complete bullshit. But um, thought that was pretty crazy if that's actually the case. Let's see. 2015, they beat uh, they beat the Seahawks. Uh, Easy. Yep. 2008, lost to the Giants. Rigged. Definitely. And then back in 1996, there was a game in Tempe, Arizona, but that was not Patriots. So. Did you guys see Ian Foster trying to say that the NFL was well, no. scripted? Might be the, might be the stadium, Pagola. No. Might be the stadium. Oh, okay, maybe. Yeah. So, Shory, I don't – all right, so that the podcast he was on is, like, macrodosing on, like, Barstool. Yeah. And I listened to it. He was 100% being so sarcastic about the whole fucking thing. And people just ran with it and said, uh. like, they think – he think he was like actually serious. I was just, it's the fact that people actually think that like that could be kept a secret is the most right. like no, it's unbel- ridiculous thing in the world. People are so fucking stupid. It it really is astonishing how dumb people are. Yeah. I didn't even hear the, the podcast and I don't, I'm not really sure what you're talk, talking about, but 
Conspiracy theorists are just so stupid as it is with anything. <laughs> they really are. Like how millions of people can keep something a secret is is baffling. I mean, I always feel like with some conspiracies, like there's always like a sliver of truth to everything. Like, I do think that the NFL would rather have Patrick Mahomes in the Super Bowl than they would Joe Burrow. Now, do I think that they're gonna go to the point where they're gonna tell the refs to like call it one way or another and we can get into that? Probably not. But, like, I do think that there's always, like, with any conspiracy theory, for the most part, there's got to be some sliver of truth um, to them all. And that's why it makes them so goddamn intriguing. Like, can you hear people, like, go off on tangents about it? And you're like, it kind of makes sense. But, you're, I mean, it's not realistic at all. So Right. Mm-hmm. They can just bend everything to make sense yeah. the way they wanted to. And sometimes, like, crazy shit happens that just doesn't make sense. And then they try to, like, make it into something, a story that it's not. So Um, I thought Burrow – we'll get into the games. Do you want to do that? Yeah. Okay. We'll start with uh, Kansas City Bengals. Is that all right? Yeah, because really there's not a – I mean, there's some to say about the other game. Yeah, there ain't much to say about San Fran. I got kind of a hot take about that whole game, too. But we'll get to it when we get to it, but – we're we're there. <laughs> Do you want me to start? No, I'm the Philly San Francisco oh, game. Oh, oh. No, we'll start with uh, we'll do the Bengals and uh, Chiefs. So uh, I just I thought Burrow had chances to do his thing. Um, I actually was like, oh, this is he's got this in the bag. He, I think the NFL should put a lot like they have the out of bounds line. They should make a line two feet outside of that. If they're within that line of two feet of out of bounds, they're still able to be hit. Oh, in the late hit? Well, that one would have been a late hit either way. Yeah. I'm just saying, like, this is something that's always crossed my mind, is that sometimes guys put one toe out and they're out of bounds, but they keep running like they're running. And it's like, well, how the fuck would I know to let up? And they jack them up, and it's like, oh, penalty. It's like, well, they were a fucking inch out of bounds, and how would I know? Right. So if you put a line that's two feet out, Go get to that line if you don't want to get hit. If you do, right. you're going to get jacked up. And, like, I get that these guys are world-class athletes, but it, it isn't that easy to stop on a dime when you're running full fucking no. speed trying to tackle somebody. It's not. And, um, listen, I, I'm i not making excuses. I think the Chiefs, the Chiefs, at the end of the day, made more plays to win the game than Cincinnati did. But with that all being said... That was one of the worst officiated fucking games I've seen in a long time. It was awful. Like, there was so many, like, there was a blatant block in the back and a blatant hold on the punt return at the end of the game that Kansas City got the ball back. It was obvious. On the scramble that Mahomes got knocked out of bounds, Sam Hubbard was getting, like, fucking gang-raped by a tackle, like, just humping him, like, holding him and everything. <laughs> Completely missed that. Um, there was, there was like, two pass interference calls. They called on Cincinnati. That even Gene Steratore is like, Bush. yeah, I wouldn't. That's he's like, that's at borderline at best. It's just, and listen, the one call they got right. I mean, the out of bounds, the bully hit. I mean, you, you know, what's kind of fucked up though with that. If that was Isaac Pacheco, I'm not sure they call it. Yeah, I think it's quarterback. I agree. If that yeah. wasn't, if that wasn't Mahomes, I don't think they call that at all. And that's which is why bullshit. I said they and should that's, the two foot rule is like it shouldn't even be a two foot up. rule. Once a quarterback is out of the fucking pocket and deemed a runner, his protections are gone. That's they as far as I'm that, concerned. But... Well, they should though. 
Because, because like in that situation, and like the Cincinnati's linebacker, like I get what he's trying to do, right? Because what if yeah, Mahomes just like plants and tries to cut back and run up field? Like you just want to let him do that? It's fucking bullshit. Once the quarterback is out of the pocket and running, they their protections are fucking gone. They should not have any protections unless they're inside the pocket. Other than that, you're a fucking runner. You're treated like a runner. Deal with the fucking consequences. Because it's 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 such bullshit. Because it was a double-edged sword for that guy. You either let Mahomes just continue to run down the sideline, or you fucking pile him up into the bench and get a 15-yard penalty. It, it's a no-win situation in that. So, like, it, I don't know. But really, at the end of the day, like you said, Shory, the Bengals had ample amount of opportunities to figure something out and make some plays. They didn't. Um, and when it came down to it, kind of what we alluded to, Chris Jones just fucking dominated Cincinnati oh boy, up did front. He dominate. And they just, it's just the Bengals offensive line kind of failed them again. This game seemed like it was, I mean, seemed like it was going to be like an instant classic. Like it seemed like it was deemed to go to overtime. Uh, everything was pouring that direction. And it does suck that at the end of the day, like a penalty is basically what won the game. I'm not saying that was the wrong call. I think it was the right call right. in the situation, but it just sucks that like a game that sends a team to the Super Bowl is being determined like by that. Um, the the drive before the Chiefs, when uh, the refs blew the whistle and no one heard the whistle, and then they still ran the play, and then you know incomplete pass and all that stuff. Like that seemed like a bad taste in my mouth when that happened. And then they let him replay the play. Uh, and then very next play was a defensive holding on the butt Bengals. After they sacked Mahomes. They like sacked After they sacked Mahomes, like right. Lost, right. And they called the penalty on it. So I was I was like talking to you guys. And I'm like, if this go, if the, if the Chiefs march on the field and score in this possession, yeah. like this is, this game's tainted, right? They didn't. Bengals got, they forced three, three downs out, uh, three, oh, sorry, three and out after that. Got the ball back, and then that was the time when I thought that it was Joe Burrow time. I thought, like, that's what he does. He just fucking steps up on huge moments, and, like, he didn't do anything in that point. And um, I just think that the Bengals, they had their chances. Like, that was the drive. That was Joe Burrow's time right there to fucking lead his team to the field, and, like, he couldn't even do anything. I think they got one first down because he ran for maybe 15 yards on a play. But, uh, I mean, Mahomes just keeps getting it done. What's this, his third Super Bowl in four years? Yeah, uh, I think it yeah. is. Yeah. Well, that, that, speaking of that, the, the drive the Bengals had, and I, I, I thought it was, I don't think it was as blatant as they made it seem. I thought it was borderline at best, but the intentional grounding call. Uh, I, yeah, I mean, I know Burrow threw the ball into the ground, but uh, I can't remember if it was P. Ryan or Mixon was like within five P. yards Ryan was of the there. fucking ball. So I don't know how they said there was nobody in the vicinity. Like, I don't know what the rules are. Like. If he's in the pocket, like, I know, like, he's got to get to the line of scrimmage and all that shit. But P. Ryan was within, like, three or four yards, yeah. five at the very most. And I don't know how you can call that intentional grounding. But on so that the was drive, the Chiefs uh, won the game on. I think Mahomes had one where he threw it Same in the ground. Thing. And Same they thing. didn't call intentional grounding. Right. right. Very similar. Yeah. That's what I mean. Like, it was weird. It was, like, it was a good game score-wise. But the second half, I thought, was very difficult to watch because of the fucking penalties. It just was, I, I don't know. Like, it wasn't a game where I was, like, on the edge of my seat watching it because it just seemed like it was getting, it, the, 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 some of the calls the refs were making, it was just very, like, delayed. I don't know. I wasn't, 
it wasn't like it was last year. Was it last year with the Bills and Chiefs that fucking no Cincinnati beat them last year? But like it was just up and down the field, like, all exciting. And this one was just it's just I don't know. It wasn't that exciting to me. It it didn't have that it. classic feel to me. It started yeah. like that. I think Kev yes. mentioned that, but it did not. Absolutely. It, it, like let them play. Just let them play. Like let them play. Um, don't ever decide a game. It's kind of like the Lakers versus Celtics. You know, don't have the whistle, blow the whistle, let the game, let the players decide the game. Well, I thought it was going to be cool too. Like if this game goes overtime, they changed the overtime rules this year because I'm thinking because the Chiefs Bills game last year, where if first team scores a touchdown, the other team has a chance to score mm-hmm. a touchdown. It's only like a playoff rule. So it seemed like that was like going to happen because it seemed like at that point, like it was going to be like, all right, Burrow's going to do his thing, Mahomes is going to do his thing, and it's like, who's going to get the ball last? But we got we got yeah. screwed. We got screwed from a penalty, man. So that's a part of football, though. I mean, the Bengals did everything they possibly could this year too to like bolster their offensive line, and they are they actually were like much better. They just had a bad string of like what two games, three games at the end of the regular season. They had three starters get hurt, um, and it showed because Burrow was under duress the entire fucking game. Like Carol Loftus. I mean, Chris Jones was on another planet. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Fred Clark. I mean, is it, no, Fred. Yeah, Fred Clark, right? Frank. Frank Clark, not Fred Clark. Frank Clark. Um, you know he's only like three sacks away from having the most sacks in fucking postseason history. Wow. No, I had no idea. Wild. Pretty sure I heard that. Where did he, he start his career? Some... Seattle. That sounds right. But um on it, dude. On yeah. it. Either Seattle or San Fran. Seattle, you're right, dude. You are right. I will say that it was it was pretty comical. I mean, how much shit like the Chiefs fans well not the Chiefs fans, I'm sorry. The Chiefs players were like just running their mouth about the Bengals and like the like when Burrow was getting interviewed and the whole Burrow head thing and <laughs> um, they they let him know about that. What what's I mean, it was the most ridiculous thing, and I think I texted it into the group with you guys. How that fucking one of the players came up. He's like, "You better start respecting him." Talking about Mahomes, it's like, really? Yeah, yeah, come on. The guy can't. The guy can't walk down the street with somebody who wanted to friggin' suck him. Even off. Mahomes was like, uh, "Dude, that's cringe. That's <laughs> uh, fucking dude." I <laughs> dude, I could walk down the fucking street in that, and then I could get free meal everywhere I wanted in any city. Yeah. Everybody loves that guy. So Bengals lose Super Bowl last year. They lose AFC Championship this year. Like, I feel like NFL is, like, super hard to get back to these points unless you're, like, best of the best of the quarterbacks, right? Like, Like, Aaron Rodgers is one of the best quarterbacks of our generation, right? And, like, he's been to, like, what, one or two NFC Championship games? He hasn't been to many, I don't think. So, like, it's really hard to get back. There's, like, is Burrow, is he going to get back? They I think he'll get back. He's got a long career. One... He's the most accurate quarterback in NFL history, I know. He is, so, right. And you know what? He's got weapons. Like, Jamar Chase is going to be there for a while. And it's not like his line can get fucking worse. It can't get worse. It's It, it was actually better this year until injuries. Like, right. if he just has time, they win that game. And they're back to a Super Bowl. And probably the favorites for the Super Bowl. Um, so, I agree no, with that. I, I, Joe Burrow. So, like, he, that shit to me. 
affects players. Like Josh Allen is thinking in the back of his mind, like, do, am I ever going to get over the hump? I don't think Joe Burrow is one of those guys that's like, am I going to get over the hump? I think he's just like, fuck the hump. Like, yeah. I'll fucking, I'll do anything to get over that thing. It's not a problem. Um, like, I can't believe this not, fucks in my way. Not really, like, have anything to do with, the like, the actual game. But I am over Tony Romo. He's, he's fucking he awful. Went back I, can't, I can't deal with him. I, like, honest to God, like, when it's, when he's got the game on CBS, I almost want to listen to it on mute. Well, not listen to it, watch it on mute. He just rambles on about the most random shit. And half the time it makes like none of it makes any fucking sense. Like I just he's he sucks. Did you see um, the one he, where he stopped with the N word? Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh my God. I don't think he was saying that. No, right. I don't think he would have either. But like, but what, I, was I, I would like. Oh. I, I would like to know what he was gonna say in that situation where it started with a. Mm, and then he pauses like, I am not going to say this. So, I don't know yeah. if this makes sense, but I heard that I read that he was going to say because the uh, the Bengals were in a nickel formation or something like that. So it's going to say like the three nickel backs or something. I don't know if that's it or not, but so yeah, I, I don't know. I can't imagine he was going to say that, though. No, I can't I, either. I, I saw an article was, today that said, like, is Tony Romo going to step up and, and explain what he was going to say? That's all, probably the same one I saw then, too. It's like, why yeah, it is like, get, come on? No. Well, it said him is, is he or is Romo or CBS. It's like, shut the fuck up. He didn't yeah. say it. He didn't say the word. And we don't know what he's going to say. Who knows what the next words out of his mouth were. It could have been nine. It could have been. Yeah. I mean, there's so many uh, words that begin with the letter N that he stopped. I don't think he was going to say the one. Um, uh, I hope not. Because could you imagine, like, I would be. Like, can you imagine if he actually said? Do you think they like pull him off the broadcast immediately? No, they would. They would be able to pause it. I would think at the time, like a little delay. I think it's like a like a three or four second delay if they are something like that. They. Oh, that's true. Do you think anybody would find out about it? (laughs) That obviously, you know what I mean. Like, would they cover it up? Yeah, that's a great question. Because, I mean, there's probably, like, a handful of people that heard it, right? Because the people in the truck and Nance and mm-hmm. people in the booth along with the two of them. So there's obviously people that would have heard it. But, like, like I would be curious on, like, how much they would fucking. They should just, like, hopefully he says it and fire his ass and get somebody. Get, like, um, Greg Olson. I guess I haven't noticed him being that bad. He's just, like, I love it when he predicts, like, tells us what's going to happen. Like, this is what I see. This is what's going to happen. But I like don't give me advice. Like don't give Patrick Mahomes advice, dude. He's way better quarterback than you. Like, tell me what you see. But like, if Patrick doesn't do what you would have done, or there's a reason. Patrick's way better than you, Tony. Like, right. And you're like just so far fetched, and he's so like there's nothing. I don't know. He's not fluid, which I love. But at the same time, it's like his worst enemy. You know what? I I see what you're saying on that, dude. But like. Patrick Mahomes is way better than like Andy Reid playing quarterback, but he's going to listen to what Andy Reid tells him to do stuff. Like just because you you on the field aren't as good as a player, there's going to be guys that are like know more about the game than you. You know what I mean? Like maybe Mahomes is just way more accurate than him, maybe better at decision making, but maybe Romo sees the game better than him. Like that's not crazy to say. Yeah, I think for me it's like okay, uh, Tony's like, oh, you should have taken the check down there, and it's like, well. 
you know, it's second and 10 and I can throw the 60 yards, but Tony, Tony couldn't. So like, that's, yeah. I don't know. There's uh, yeah, you're right. There's coaches definitely different, but it's, I don't know. Tony to me has been like very critical of people. Um, and it doesn't make sense to me. So, uh, the other thing that I think that's funny that you said is you were like, the only way you'll get back to the Super Bowl is if you have a really good quarterback. Like, I, I don't care how good your coach is. It's typically how good your quarterback is. Which, mm-hmm. Drew Brees, to me, is probably, like, one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL. Probably, like, top seven ever. Sean Payton had him his whole career in New Orleans. Won one Super Bowl. Only made it to one, I believe, too. And then he goes and he gets seventeen million dollars per year. Did I see that right? Seventeen mil. They're saying seventeen to twenty. Seventeen to twenty mil per year in yeah. Denver. It's like, but he doesn't have that quarterback. So and, I don't know if that's like what you needed. Like I don't know. And you give him a first, like not to go along with that. You give him the first round pick. You give him the second round pick. Holy moly, Denver. I think Broncos are going to have seven picks to get Peyton and Will in with Russ. Seven total picks. And I'm not sure either I, one of great. Russ isn't. Russ, Russ is not. Like, they I don't, signed I'm Russ sorry. a big deal, right? Oh, Matt, Monster like 250, 200, 250 guaranteed, something like that. Yeah. I don't, to me, that's like, I, obviously the money spoke. But it also sounds like, and it's conflicting, conflicting reports, but it sounds like Denver tried to make a push with D'Amico Ryans, and Ryans like, no, I'm, I'm going to the Texans. And then they felt they were like, okay, we'll offer Peyton the job. Um, I just don't, like, it's, is that a great situation for Sean Payton? No, no. I mean, you look well, at, the like, money it Ru- is, so the that's money why. Is, but you look at, like, Russ isn't a good quarterback. I don't think they have great weapons. I mean, Cortland Sutton's solid, Jerry Judy, eh. I mean, other than that, like, they don't have, like, a great offense. Obviously, get, it was, like, the, one of the worst. They have football, a really good defense. Like, uh, beginning of the year, you guys said that they had the best uh, one-two running back combo in the league, I thought. Didn't you guys say that? I said Javante Williams was one of the best. I didn't think – I mean, I think the other guy sucks, but – It was Jamal Williams at the other one? Javante Williams. Javante? Oh, right. He's I think the, the wrong team. Maybe I think the wrong team. Uh, they had two running backs that got hurt this year, didn't they? Yeah. Well, no. What Javante tore his ACL. The other one they ended up cutting there. The uh, Gordon. Yeah, Gordon. Melvin Gordon. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Oh yeah, I'm thinking of a different guy. Jamal Williams. I think he's on the Lions. I'm thinking of. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, him and Swift. But yeah. I just don't um, see like how that works out for Denver. Like, Sean Payton would be great. Say if Sean Payton went to the Chargers. Like, that makes total sense to me. He has the quarterback. He puts in his yep. offense. Uh, I have a really good defensive guys. I can go get a really good defensive coordinator because anyone who wants to, like, move up in the world will come to me. I'm not sure. That's – I agree that the weapons are there for him on offense uh, for him to coach that Denver team and lead them in that division. Yeah. That division. They're the worst right. team. And And it's not like – Russ is a couple years into the league and like maybe Peyton can unlock his like unlock another level. He's 34 fucking years old. Like it's, he's not a rookie. Uh, So I I don't know. I, the higher, the money makes sense for Peyton, but I just, if I was him, I would have avoided that fucking that team at all costs. If that was like the option that in like Arizona, I may have waited another fucking year 
and to see what open up next year. Because the Chargers probably will because Staley's bound to fucking screw that out. Has Belichick's salary ever been released? No, he's they not a coaches like, union, but it's probably up there like that. They, yeah, people, I've seen like some list. They say it's like they think it's like over to little over twenty. So Payton's but realist, no, most likely probably the second highest paid coach then. Uh, yeah, I McVay's don't know how up, the other ones. McVay's up there too. I thought. Yeah. But. Other big news: Tom Brady retired. I feel this is the real one. I think it is too. No, yeah. Um, there was no like things about it. He didn't want Adam Schefter to be saying it. This says that uh, Bill Belichick's highest at twenty million. Pete Carroll's second at fifteen. McVay fourteen. McVay fourteen. Yeah. Um, well, I don't know how they know that, but Tom's the greatest. I mean, I don't know what else we can say. It's just pretty obvious that. He's the greatest. Um, shitty feeling for J.J. Watt. He wanted the retirement. Um, he would have been probably one of the best, biggest names to retire in an offseason, and then he won't even be second fiddle, dude. He'd be like 10th fiddle at that uh, Hall of Fame ceremony. It will be uh, yeah. Tom, one through nine. Like, it, it, I think it's awesome what Brady's like. He leads, like, every statistical category, yeah. right, for, like, quarterbacks, which – Makes sense. The dude's played in the NFL for what, like 23 or four years, whatever it is. But what's actually pretty impressive is that all time ranking, he's 22nd all time in interceptions. He's literally number one in every single category there is, That's except for interceptions, dude. Like, just to put it in perspective, like Brett Favre has the most by a ton 336, and Brady only has 212. <laughs> <laughs> and then. That's incredible. I don't know how many seasons Favre played. Favre played, played what, 19, so he probably played like four or five less than Brady, too. It's insane. Wow. Um, yeah, I, there's just – it. we're never going to see – I don't – it doesn't matter. I don't think you just – you're never going to see anything like this again. It's just the guy – what's crazy is like every – how many conference – he made won seven Super Bowls, so – he played 24 seasons, so it was like, you know, whatever. Just under third, around 30% of his fucking seasons, he won a Super Bowl. It's fucking stupid. And, uh, you, he, oh, and he made on. it to 10 of them. No, I was just say he made it to 10 fucking That's Super Bowls. That's just nuts. He played in 10 Super Bowls. Some people don't even play in fucking one. They go an entire career. That motherfucker played in 10. Yeah. I, I don't I, It's There's nothing else to say. I mean... Obviously, when he left the Patriots, that was more of a, I don't want to say sad moment for me. Um, I mean, yeah, it was probably sad. Yeah, I, I can say that. But, you know, like this, him retiring is not, I, I don't look at it. I'm not sad that he's retiring. Like, if he was still with the Patriots, then, yeah, it would be. But he left. I mean, I still, obviously, when he when they played Kansas City in the Super Bowl, wanted him, wanted him and the Bucs to win. But um, it's just, yeah, it's crazy. It's one of those things, like, he's one of those people, you look at all the stats, you kind of look back on things, like, people will look at, like, Wayne Gretzky and some of the crazy stats he has and records and shit. It's just, and some of, a lot of these records will get broken eventually because the way the game's going and more games and all this other shit, but that, the whole seven Super Bowls, I don't think anybody's going to fucking touch that. No. No, that's incredible. Uh, You know what's kind of crazy about him is that he's only a three-time All-Pro. Yeah, I know. 
That's what happens when you play with Peyton in, in stats. We were just, I just watched, I've, this is the second time I've seen it, the Derek Jeter documentary on ESPN. And it's like, he just like, they're talking about how him and A-Rod hated each other for a little bit. And it was like, yeah, A-Rod had great stats and I just fucking won. Mm-hmm. Like, that's all I did was win. And that's all that mattered to me. Like, I did not matter to me how many home runs you hit or how far you hit. I only cared about winning. Yeah, it's like Brady's the Jeter, A Rod's the yeah. Peyton Manning, kind of like yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. There was uh, I, I I don't know the numbers exactly, but I saw this stat this morning. It said since Brady made his first start in like September of 2001 or whatever it was, the Patriots have 287 wins as an organization. Tom Brady has 286 which is first and second, right? Basically kind of the way they did it. The Cleveland Browns and Detroit Lions in that time frame have like 122 wins. <laughs> he, it's like 160 fucking more oh wins he God. has than those two franchises in the last 20. It's fucking, it's just, I don't know. It's crazy. The NBA, when someone gets in the Hall of Fame, I know they have someone that comes in like introduct, does the introduction. I don't know exactly how the NFL is. I don't know if there's somebody that introduces them. Um, usually they pick one person. So like, I know I just watched KG documentary and he picked, uh, Isaiah Thomas. Uh, do you think like he has to pick Bill? He's probably going to pick fucking Guerrero. No, he's got to be Bill. Like it's got to be a history guy that knows the NFL, the guy that like pretty much built him. And I think now, like looking back at it after like, yeah, Bruce Arians was a great coach, but now like that he's kind of had a shitty coach. He's like, fuck, man, for Bill to be able to do that and make us good every year. Uh, it has to be it, to me. It has to be Bill. I mean, I, th- I think it makes sense. I just I don't know if it's going to be. It just that doesn't seem like something. I feel like Belichick wouldn't do it. If Belichick is like not it's, coaching, then maybe he does. But like, it just I don't think he'll be coaching like, for five years. You think he'll say know. no to it? I don't know if Brady's going to. I don't know if Brady would ask him. Yeah, but if Brady asked him, you think Bill would say no? I don't think he says no. No, I don't think if he said. I think if he got asked, he would He would do it. But I just don't know if he's going to get asked. I I don't know. They'll probably have Gronk do it and be the most fucking hilarious thing oh of all time. Dude. Just be up can't, the, can't like, like Gronk. Just Gronk would steal the show, dude. <laughs> yeah. Just be up there uh, with shotgun and beers and shit. Wild thing is that, like, this year, there were over 100 players currently playing in the NFL that were born after Brady was drafted. And oh apparently Brady, like, the games they played, like, he he played against 50 players this year recently that weren't born when he was drafted. It's insane. Tenth oldest player good. ever in the history. Like, I feel like he's the tenth oldest player in history. I think there was maybe, wasn't there one other quarterback that was old that played, like, back in the 70s? Blanda. Or, Blanda, yeah. George but I feel like... Blanda. Everyone else that's old that's playing the NFL is kickers. That's it. Yeah. Warren Moon played pretty late, too, didn't he? Yeah, he was like 44 or so, 43. But he was like AFL, and then he came back to the NFL. Yeah. Weird kind of thing. It's insane. No, it's, it's just it's been a ridiculous run. So really I can say. Um, so uh, back to the Eagles Niners. Did you want to say something about it, Fagola? Did you? I was well. I was gonna make. I was gonna make. It's kind of a hot take, and it's gonna be ridiculous. You guys are gonna probably rip me up for it. But um, 
the Eagles didn't do much in that game to like that really impressed me. And I want you to hear me out here for a second. Second drive of the game or whatever it was when um, Purdy got hurt. They bring in Johnson. He can't throw the football. He has he, obviously he's horrible at it. And then when he goes out, Purdy can't throw the football. He has he got to have fucking Tommy John surgery. He tore his UCL in his elbow, so he can't throw the ball. So it's like from a defensive standpoint, the Eagles knew they just like the only thing they can do is run the ball. We're just going to load the box and we're going to blitz the fuck out of these guys. And there's nothing they can do about it because they can't throw the fucking ball more than a yard and a half downfield. So from that standpoint, to me, I was like, okay, they dominated the game defensively, but I feel like there wasn't anything they really had to do to dominate it. They, it, The Niners had to be one-dimensional because they had no other choice. So it was mm-hmm. either we're just going to load the box, rush, you know, whatever. And then offensively, it was one of those things where it's like they got fucking short field like four times, like or whatever it was. It's like, I mean, you should be able to score points when you're fucking starting your drives at the 35 or 40 yard line, the opponent's 35 or 40. So listen, the Eagles are fucking an exceptional football team. Don't get me wrong. Unbelievable. Probably they've been playing the best, like best football all year long. But to me, like that game, like it, that was more of what San Francisco couldn't do because of their limitations at quarterback than what Philadelphia forced them to do. Like, I'm not saying Philly doesn't win that game. And maybe they still win the field somewhat handily if Purdy's the quarterback. But I think it's going to be a lot different. Like, I don't think they beat the fucking wheels off them like they did. And it's just, they should be they should be favored in the Super Bowl. They've been the best team all year. But everybody was, like, creaming their fucking jeans about what they did. It's like, they beat a fucking fourth-string quarterback. They beat a guy who's like, been in the league for 15 fucking years who, like, nobody... The only reason he's on a team is because San Francisco's down to their third string quarterback right now. So it's like, I don't know. I, I just, it wasn't that impressive of a win to me because they didn't do that much. They really didn't have to do that much defensively because San Francisco's so limited. Um, I don't know. Maybe you have some not, stats on it. So, no, I think that's good, dude. Like Jalen Hurts, no pass, no passing touchdowns in the day, 120 yards. They didn't have a rusher get more than 50. No one had more than 50 yards rushing. They didn't have a receiver get any more than 40 yards receiving on the day. So it was completely about field position. That's all the game was. Right. I mean, the Eagles took care of business, obviously. They did what they had to do. But um, Oh, yeah. First credit where credit's due there. Listen, yes. <clears throat> I'll tell you why you're wrong. We already said this last podcast. Coaches lose. You lose games more times than you win games. And what they did was they got great field position, like you said. They knew they couldn't move the ball on them. And they sat there and they handed the ball off, you know, 44 times for 150 yards as a team. Like, yeah, it wasn't one guy. But Kenneth Gainwell had 14 carries. Smile Sanders had 11. Jalen Hurts had 11. Boston Scott had six. Like, they just sat there and were like, we're not going to throw an interception. We're not going to give you guys a quick pick six or anything like that. It's going to, like, change momentum in this game. We're just going to sit here and grind it out. And we're going to get in our locker room, be healthy, and go to the next week. Right. No, and that's but they took care of business. But what I'm saying is that's not overly impressive to me. Like, if it's not like they completely dominated all facets of the game and San Francisco was, like, at 100%. I know, like, Philly did, like, like Casey but, just said, they took care of business. They did what they needed to do. But running the ball for fucking 44 times for 150 yards is not impressive. That's actually kind of bad. It's fucking there's. Like, one guy, like just barely over three yards of carry, like the Kansas that's not City good. defense that would start for San Francisco. 
one That's guy. That's how, yeah, Chris Jones, the only one that would start. Frank Clark would probably start for San Francisco's defense. Over who? Which one? He's not starting over Bosa, but he's who's the other who's the other edge guy? Eric Armstead. Dude, I don't. I'm telling you, dude, I, that's how good that defense is in San I'm Francisco. So they were just not, smart enough to just run the ball. No, we'll eat I up understand block. that. But if you have short field, if like if the San Francisco's offense was so bad. And like they, they're punting the ball or they're starting the ball, their drives at the fucking four, like the opponent's forty or the fifty. You should be able to score fucking points as the game goes on. Like, hey, they did. Just, I know, but my point is they didn't do anything overly impressive. Like they can't play their offense, and I'm not saying like obviously things changed. They probably like dumbed it down because they knew they didn't need to score, outpace the Niners, but they. They will not win. They will not beat Kansas City if they have anywhere near the same game offensively. Like, they're not going to – if Hurts has 121 yards passing against Kansas City, they're going to lose. I'll guarantee it right now. Oh, he won't have that. He'll have way more than that. But, but you don't can. know that. I mean, yeah, no, I I will. I would bet a lot of money he has more than 121 yards, dude. I, I would bet a lot of money – A.J. Brown I'm, has over 100 yards alone. Devontae Smith is coming out, dude. Like, that guy – is becoming oh. a bona fide stud in the NFL. Like he was great in college, he's becoming a stud. I think there's multiple guys on this team. Godert, probably a top five tight end. I mean, or he is a top five tight end. It's like there, there's weapons on this team, and they're gonna they're gonna eat, dude. It's just like that's the best defense in football they went against. And what they did was they took care of the fucking ball. Right. I don't think the but, Eagles' okay. recipe for for beating the Chiefs though is getting into a track meet with them and trying to. Out throw them by getting 100 yards with AJ Brown and Devonta mm. Smith. I, I think it's to to play a game like they did against the Giants and the uh, fuck whoever it was, dude Niners. So I don't know. No, I, I, I I'm saying is like I get both your points. Is, I get both your points. For goal is saying it was just wasn't impressive when you look at the stats, look at everything they did. But what Shuri's saying, I understand it. Like Sarani said, like you know what, we can just stop them from running the ball and we can play an ugly game and then just right. fucking take take field position and score where we can score. And that's what they did. I mean, they took care of business. They have two 30-point wins in the playoffs, so. No, and again, like, they like, they did what they had to do when I'm not taking anything away. The, the Eagles have been the best team in football all year long. I, I, I admit that. I'm just saying, like, defensively, as far as the Eagles go, they didn't have to worry about anything. Mm-hmm. Because Phil, the San Francisco could not throw the fucking football. They, they just couldn't do it. So it was either they got to try a bunch of stupid fucking crazy plays. And it was like, no, they just pin their ears back and fucking get after it. And I just don't think that like they're not going to be able to do that against Kansas City because Kansas City can actually fucking throw the football. And like they can actually do other things offensively. So I'm not saying that the Eagles are like people should be down on the Eagles going to the Super Bowl because of that game. I just don't think people should be as – I don't think it was as, as dominant of a showing as some people say it is. That's just – I mean, that's my opinion because I think it was more about what San Francisco couldn't do than what Philly forced them not to do or whatever. That's that's my opinion. But with that being said, I still think Philly deserves to be the favorite in the Super Bowl because they've been the best team all year. I think it's great that we got – I mean, it's always two weeks between – Conference championship of Super Bowl, but it's great for Mahomes because it would be a shame if like Mahomes wasn't fully healthy going into Super Bowl because like he's just so dangerous. Like 
just that last play that he had that got the the penalty call, like just how he can do that on his feet. That's what makes Mahomes great, I think. It's that he's so good at improvising. So I I'm I'm super excited for this game. Uh, I guess we can review that though next week. Won't get too much into it. Yeah, we have to, and that's another thing too. The health of the well, again we'll get into it next week, but the health of the Chiefs receivers they've been fucking oh bit, God, pretty banged yeah. up. Uh, so Pro Bowl is that two hand touch this year? Is that what I heard? <laughs> it's flag football. Uh, remind me. The quarterback of the Ravens, Lamar, Tyler no. Huntley, Tyler Huntley has made the pro bowl this year and he had two passing touchdowns on the year. Yeah. What are we doing? It's like, Charles, it's a fucking joke. Charles Barkley nailed it. We let the fans decide and we let the people decide and look at who we get for presidents that are fucking shitheads. <laughs> and then we get, then we go out and we get fucking Tyler Huntley fucking playing in the pro bowl. Come on. The fans decide the pro bowl. I'm pretty. Fu- uh, I thought it was fan voting, yeah, and I'm pretty sure he was up there. Like, well, I, started, I thought he was talking about NBA voting for that. He was, but I'm just saying it's the same analogy for Pro Bowl. The, uh, I think the starters are fan voted, and I don't know how the rest of it goes. But you know, it's fucking pathetic. Like, there is. I would rather. I don't know what I'd rather watch badminton on television to watch the fucking anything yeah. the pro bowl it's awful i wonder what the ratings are and i, I bet they fib they probably fudge them a little bit i can picture goodell doing something like that but i wonder what the ratings are for the pro bowl they can't be good there's no way people enjoy watching oh God, they're awful the only cool thing that's ever happened in the pro bowl is when fucking um sean yeah. taylor absolutely fucking destroyed brian mormon yeah that was a good that's the only cool thing that's ever happened in it I yeah, might, I, I might, know. I don't know, maybe I'll just watch highlights, but I might tune in just to see, like, with the two-hand touch, or, is it flag or two-hand touch? What did you say it was? I think it's flag. Yeah, I'm just kind of curious to see how they handle the flag football aspect, and then I'll probably turn it off, but. Yeah, so that's at the Raiders Stadium, looks like. Las Vegas. That must yeah, be a party, yeah, that must be a party. I was, I was just going to say, over, under, one and a half, somebody gets, like, arrested. Oh, my gosh. Speaking of arrested, did you see that, like, the reserve lineman for the Eagles? Oh, my God. He got nope. charged with kidnapping and rape from, like, something something that happened, like, three or four years ago. I didn't, like, read all the details. Um, But, yeah, I was like, holy shit, dude. That's pretty rough. Yeah. So is he out? Of, is he not play? I, he's like a like practice squad guy, isn't he? Sure, you're like a like a like the seventh or eighth guy on the depth chart or something. Yeah, that's all I know too. Um, he's a practice guy. It's pretty fucked up though. Yeah, Tyler Huntley was voted the fourth alternate pro Pro Bowl QB. It's crazy. I also did you one guys slot see... behind Lamar as a third. <laughs> that's insane. That was fans. Did did you guys see that Josh Challen said he wasn't going to go throw a bowl because he was injured, and then he's playing in the Pebble Beach Pro-Am this weekend? <laughs> <That's awesome. laughs> it's like, yeah, you know what? It's like, I'm all going to that fucking sh- stupid fucking game. I'll go play golf at Pebble Beach mm-hmm. for free. Damn, That's great. Right. I don't blame him. All right. Um, no, I don't either. New segment. Um, 
sometimes I feel like when I watch, you know, sports TV, and neither of these guys know what's gonna happen too, so that's great. When I watch TV, I'm like, this, this shit sucks because I came in to watch sports and I get these guys trying to give just hot takes and like try to make a name for themselves on ESPN, and I'm like, this is just stupid. Like, just be positive about people. Like, build up your brothers and stuff. So we are gonna have a positive powwow. Um, where I will name someone or a subject and combined, you two will have to give me one minute of positive Jesus feedback. Is like, this is like my worst nightmare, yes. dude, and like fucking presenting at school or something. I hate this shit. What are we doing Woo! right so wait, now? We each have to do we each have to do a minute? No, 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 no. Combined. Like I, you can we start just, it. So we, it so could be Notre Dame have... and you could do fifty nine seconds and Kev could do we, one. so we just have to say something good about whatever it is you're gonna bring up. Yeah. So do you have do you have multiple topics or people or things? Well, or I Kev said, how long do you think it's gonna take? And I said, ten minutes. Oh god. Okay, so I've got minutes. ten different topics that you guys oh, have got to speak god. a positive, positive powwow. And and you know what? Next episode, one of you two can run it, and we can talk positive. We'll see how it goes. We'll see how it goes. I'm a very negative person. I don't know. So yeah, I don't well, know that's like why positive. I was like, this is going to be good. There's a lot of like fun ones for Pergola, but Kev is usually just like, eh, just rides the rides it's, the wave. See, the uh, thing is, it's like I, I'm at my best when I'm ranting. So me talking positively about somebody is not like. Well, almost. you can just shoot the shit and and you know we'll okay. start it off easy. For one All minute, right, tell it. me positive vibes about Tom Brady. I mean, he's a goat. The guy is, nobody is ever going to touch most of his records. Seven Super Bowls. He's got more Super Bowls than any other franchise has. The guy is just the ultimate winner. He's the uh, man. The thing about Brady, though, dude, is like he, we know, everyone on the earth knows that he has the greatest statistics. He's won the most Super Bowls. Everyone knows that. I think the best thing about Brady is I think he would be fantastic to have a weekend of drinking with this dude because i think he would just rip beers all weekend and he would be an absolute blast with you i know he would yeah oh for sure i'm gonna jump in i think that also he's like just (laughs) like the coolest fucking dude like i feel like who can have guys that are younger that like he's been in the nfl longer than they've been alive or they they weren't even alive when he started and they come in the locker room and they like adapt to him and they like Love him, but he just makes him feel like they're like bros. Mm-hmm. You never yeah. heard any one of his teammates talk bad about him. And he's had a lot. No, and the thing is, is like now that he's retired, you, they talk about there's like so many more stories about him just doing stuff like I don't know if you saw the Logan Ryan one, that how he's like every week he's been going to a shelter with his with his kids because his daughter loves the puppies and he's been bringing awareness and helping dogs get, and like, it's not shit he's been doing for press. He's just been doing it. So it's pretty cool. That was a minute and a half. Great job. Number two, Eagles fans. Passionate. Uh, Dude, I've seen so many videos recently. And the thing about Eagles fans is that they, they pass it on to their children at a very, very young age. I've seen some pretty amazing videos of like seven, eight year olds just ripping in to opposing fans, dude. And and you know what? What makes Philly great, dude, is that they are, they're able to teach this at a young age because we've been taught our whole life, practice makes perfect, dude. 
these Eagles fans are practicing being scumbags at a very young age. That is a good thing. They wear it proudly. They wear it very proudly. I saw one today. This guy interviewed two kids, and they had to be eight or nine years old. And they said, they said, who are the two fastest quarterbacks in Madden? One of them looked right at him and he goes, if you play Madden, you're a fucking pussy. (laughs) (laughs) So I'm like, what the hell? But they're they're, yeah, very passionate people. That's um, but Kev, Kevin covered that pretty good. We can move on to the next one. We are at 58 seconds, and I will take that all day long. Uh, number three, the Boston Red Sox. Gola, start it off. Uh, You're gonna have to really uh, ramble with they, it. They, they have listen since 2000. They have the most World Series in Major League Baseball. Um, they just opened the checkbook up for Rafael Devers. Um. Oh, one of the greatest, uh, you know, walking into Fenway, it's still something. I, I'm 30, almost 37 years old. I still, when I come up over the concourse, kind of get some chills when I come over and see the field and everything. So um, I'll, uh, I'll I'll leave it at that. Dude, like as, as bad as the Sox have been over the last like few years, I think, like we went to the game last year. Like that was an absolute blast at the game. Yeah. Like everyone knows Fenway is like the priciest stadium there is in, in baseball. But like you go there knowing that and it's like. It's just an awesome atmosphere. Like they were, I think they were like, that was early in the year and it seemed like they were already out of it at that point. Right. Yeah. Cause they had so many injuries, but like, it was such a fun time being at that Fenway dude. Like it, I feel like East coast fans are so much more passionate than a lot of West coast fans. And like, so people on the West coast that don't get to experience that stuff. Like that's like unfortunate because like it's it, true. I don't like the socks. You guys know that, but like, it is like a really awesome place. The time yeah. that you have, is what you make of it. Yeah. I couldn't agree yeah. more. Uh, number four, the New York Yankees. Kev, go ahead and start. I mean, most world championships out of any professional sports team. Um, yeah, they haven't won in a long time. But the thing about the Yankees are they like they're competitive every single year. They never really have that down year where it's like a rebuilding, it seems like. It seems like they're always at least in the playoff hunt, most likely making the playoffs, which... As a fan, obviously you want the championships, but just being there in the playoffs is always nice to root for in October baseball. Yeah, um, some of the like cleanest, freshest uniforms in baseball. As much as I hate this, I hate to admit it, the, the Yanks, the white pinstripes are awesome. And uh, kind of like Kev said, going to Fenway, I was. We went to the old Yankee Stadium the last year that was open. Um, and that was a pretty cool experience going to see that, um, obviously sitting way up in the right field, you know, deck getting hollered at by a bunch of fucking guineas, but, um, it was, it was pretty cool being in that stadium, kind of looking down, seeing the, the, uh, what's that thing they have in the outfield there with the monument park, monument, monument Monument park. Park. So that was, I mean, we didn't see, we didn't go to see it, but you know, kind of see it from above. So, um, yeah. It's a uh, history, no, man. Yes, I have also been there. It's an amazing uh, number five. I've added this one. I swapped it out. Um, we're going to talk about Tony Romo. Oh, um, when he first started out, he was exceptional. I could have listened to him talk for no, any positives hours. now. Positives. Now. Oh, I'm getting there. <laughs> um, he's still very knowledgeable about the game. Um, Seems like a very genuinely nice guy. Um, and he's an absolute stick on the golf course. 
Tony Romo gave us one of the greatest uh, Cowboys postseason um, moments. I think <laughs> this is a positive for 95% of the nation when it comes to uh, cheering against the Cowboys, but just his, uh, his, him trying to hold that kick, uh, it was just good. It's good stuff. I think everyone enjoyed that a lot, dude. So thank you, Tony. I think he takes a lot of pressure off from the players sometimes, like the referees. People would be bitching about the game and the referees. But now we hear people just bitching about Tony Romo, and it's like he takes a lot of pressure off from the other people because of sometimes the things he says. Um, no. All right. <clears throat> I got a feeling like I know where you're going to go with one of these, and I just don't like Taking it. a quick, quick – in- no, I'm not going to do Coach Gay. Um <laughs> I thought for sure. I'm sitting here the whole time. I'm like, this motherfucker is going to say Coach K. And I already had it locked and loaded, what I was going to say. So, um, Let's go six. Let's take the Kelsey brothers. Both go into the Super Bowl. Both go into the Super Bowl. They're both probably the best players at their position in all of football. Um, they genuinely seem like like awesome dudes to, like, to be around. Um, Travis is a little more annoying to me, but they, uh, they're just, they're fucking awesome. They're phenomenal at their positions and yeah. Uh, I don't know if you saw one of the Eagles touchdowns this week, but Jason Kelsey's dance in the end zone, just an absolutely great dance. Uh, I died. It's awesome. Kelsey brothers. I don't know the name of it, but they have their own podcast, but they got talking about, uh, Jason's dance in there. And, uh, how Travis is the better dancer, but once Jason gets a couple beers in him, he kind of gets ahead of Travis when it comes to dancing. Uh, but it's pretty good stuff. But they seem like wicked cool guys. Like I said before, like awesome guys that I should be great to drink a beer with and whatnot. Um, yeah. But they are. They're like the two best at their positions in the entire NFL. So to me, cool. I, I, yeah, I don't think you can find a better person than Jason. Like, I just feel like he is a genuine great teammate, good human being, good dad. Yes. Um, I don't know if you guys saw the video of Brandon Graham um, before the Giants game. Um, Dexter Lawrence is a captain for <laughs> the Giants. And Brandon Graham is like straight out like on the coin toss. Like, you're not going to fucking even budge our line today. You suck. Like pretty much just trashing him like up and down. And they get to the sideline and Kelsey goes, hey, man, I really appreciate you not uh, pissing off the guy who's 360 pounds. It's going to be over me all game. Appreciate that. You don't piss him off. Uh, just like just yeah. as casual as could be, fucking awesome. The uh, well, that whole thing was about that video too with Brandon Graham. He's like running his mouth on the defense, and he's standing there, and he's like, well, I can't, whoever's talking to with the Giants, and Fletcher Cox is standing next to him, and Fletcher Cox is like, dude, enough, enough, and he like just takes his hand and like backs him in the fucking helm. He's like, enough. Unbelievable. <laughs> and he's like, oh yeah, I got you, Fletch, my bag. And he's like, it was so funny because he's like, just shut the fuck up. Um, the next one we're going to do, let's do the Russells. Let's do uh, Russell Wilson and Russell Westbrook combined. Um, just a Ooh. minute of good positive vibes about those guys. All right, I'll go I'll go Westbrook for Gola. I know you love Wilson, so I'll let you take him. Uh, Russ Westbrook, dude, I think he is super underappreciated. I think he gets a lot of shit in the NBA. And the amount of stats that Stude puts up, like even today, He's in a bench row in the Lakers. He's around a bunch of Lakers, and he's still averaging like 15, like 8 and 8 on the year. Like, he puts up some pretty gaudy numbers. And I think what happens, like, 
is that people get used to used to like really I don't know if it is like greatness. Like Russell Westbrook averaged a triple double for like three seasons in a row and only won one MVP. That's just the dude. There's not many people that have ever played the NBA that put up the numbers he has, and he gets shit on every single night. So uh, I don't know. He's he must have some pretty thick skin to be able to take it all the time. Yeah, one real quick other thing about Russ. I'm pretty sure he just moved into the top 10 all-time in assists in the NBA history. So that's pretty crazy. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Russell Wilson. Mm-hmm. Um, you only have 10 seconds, so. Great, great complexion. Guy's Good hair. Looks fantastic. Good hair. And he's a man of God. Super yes. positive person. He's so positive. Very he gets positive. shit on a lot, too, and he never lets oh, it. Dude, he could he be would, on a fucking plane. That thing could be going down, and he will talk it to go and yeah, flying straight again. Yes. He would dominate this segment. Yes, he would. Yes, he would. <laughs> Number seven, the Dallas fucking Cowboys. They got a playoff win, man. They got the monkey off their back, you know. Uh, I think they had the... I don't know if numbers-wise the Niners might have been better, but like I've seen some advanced metrics where it says the Cowboys had the best defense in the NFL this year when it comes to getting pressures on whatnot and you know stopping people on third downs and all that stuff. So like the Cowboys can get laughed at at some of the plays they run on offense and like the whole Ezekiel thing, but like their defense is top notch. Yeah. Um... Well, one of the coolest stadiums in the NFL right now. Um, and some of the Cowboys uniforms are pretty iconic. They're they're clean with them, uh, with that silver kind of blue and the white. Um, yeah. Is that a minute? Parsons. No, nah, it's, it's 45. Um, Parsons, that's something to be positive about. Um, I think Tony yeah, Pollard was a great draft pick of theirs. Um, Vander... Ed, what's his that fucking guys with the big well, neck roll? Vander, yeah, Vander Esch Bosch. Yeah, that guy. He he Vander balled Bosch. out this year. Like he was great as a rookie. Then he got hurt, and he's back. Yeah, there's some good. There's some great talent there. Didn't their cornerback lead the league in interceptions last year? Diggs. Yeah. I mean, I could. Yeah, I want to make another stat to go against that, but I can't. It's a positive segment. <clears throat> it is a positive segment, dude. You're right. Um, we have two left. No, we don't. We have three left. Sorry. Um, This one is going to be very hard for you, Fagola. Um, And I apologize, but this is more, and I think I'll be able to help out with this. Um, Warzone. Ooh. Ooh, yes. Goal, you want to start? So, I don't know anything about it. Yeah. (laughs) I really don't. I know, I like, uh. If, it, if you were talking about a Halo, I could probably give you some shit It's in a very but, uh, bad state of mind for Golo, okay? It was a trillion-dollar business. They've lost 85% of their players because they tried to build a new one. Um, it hasn't worked out. Um, they've had Warzone 1, which had, obviously, so many players. And then Warzone 2 came out, and 85% of them have. It's a cool name. It is a cool name. Good start. Good start. Listen, uh, the, the uh, Warzone 1 got released. It was a free game to play. Anyone could play it. You just had to download the game and play it. And it came out at the best possible time ever where people are locked in their houses because of a pandemic that's going on. And what better way to, like, get with your friends, get with your buddies and to, like, hop on and play Warzone, like, at night when after the kids have gone to bed. It was just, like, a, it was a very unique situation that happened. 
And I think that's the reason why it's gotten so big, you know? I think if this would have happened, like, three years from now, if the first came out, I don't think it ever would have got as big as it did. This but. was, like, really, like, part of, like, my social life for a year because of COVID. Like, everyone was locked in, and it was like, all right, 9 o'clock, boys, let's go hit the let's go hit the uh, Xbox and get in a party yep. chat and bitch about everything and um, laugh, get drunk, do all that fun stuff. It was basically how we hung out playing video games and it was hard and fu- and like rewarding when you won. Mm-hmm. I mean, like a lot of people had some tough times during the pandemic, obviously, like I'm not saying I was one of them. Like I had my second kid during the pandemic. Like I got to spend so much time with my kids when they were like little, but like when Warzone came out, it was like a huge lift for a lot of people just to be able to like take their minds off of like the bad stuff that was yeah. happening. Have some sense of normalcy. Yeah. Um, we have two left. You guys want the easy one or the hard one? Don't care, dude. Yeah, I know which one first. Doesn't oh, matter. I don't care. Um, all right, then we will do uh, Jason Tatum. Uh, I mean, one of the best players in the NBA. Um, the- young superstar for the best team in the NBA right now. Um, yeah, I don't know. He's a superstar. He went to Duke. Obviously, that's why he is so great. Uh, I think he wouldn't be nearly as good if he went to, like, say, I don't know, North Carolina or something like that. But this is positive, so let's keep it with Duke. Um, he he is. He's legit one of the top five best players in the NBA at this point. I don't know if he's the best. I'm not sure. But he is on the best team, and that's going to go a long way And maybe getting this guy an MVP. He's easily going to win MVP before his career is over. Not sure if it will be this year or not. And at the end of the day, when it comes down to blocking a play at the rim, he is one of the best people you want protecting the rim late in the game. So one thing I want to make sure that's said about my boy JT is he is a great basketball player, but he really cares about being a fucking great father. Um, He has one kid. His kid is with him all the time. Um, He sometimes brings him on the road. um, But that you can tell means everything to him is deuce. I think it's cool to see a lot of opposing players come up and like well, it's unreal. They have they like a relationship them. with Deuce. I think it's cool. Yeah, I think that's a cool thing too. Um, the last one, this is gonna be a little tricky, but um Mahomes, um not Patrick, no no no, Brittany and Jackson Mahomes. Uh very Take supportive brother, very supportive brother and wife um to Patrick. Um and his brother, I believe, at one point had a very successful TikTok page. Mm. I will say that they are very good at listening to advice from either Travis or PR groups of trying to stay out of Patrick's way and let him focus on football and try to do their thing. Because we didn't see a whole lot of them this year. I think last no, year they hiding. last year they were just about in every single uh camera shot you could get into they were always on the sidelines and this year i don't think we saw either one of them at all so i think something was said and uh they're very good listeners i'll give them that they are very good listeners yeah. and they, they uh, can at the end of the day they can dance better than i can i was so. just gonna say they're pretty good at like I, if i was gonna give anything dancing they're they're at least not camera shy like they'll get up there or at least jackson that is um will get up there and do it um 
it's really hard. This is the hardest one by far, I think, for me to come up with something just nice to say about these people. Dude, some of like the TikTok people, like they do the cringiest shit of all time, but the oh. cringe the cringiest shit is the people who make the money. So like oh, Jackson yeah. Mahomes is probably make it, I don't know. I, I have never seen his TikTok account. I don't know. But he probably does make a shit ton of money by doing like those things I could never imagine myself doing. Yeah, I like wonder too. Dancing on Sean Taylor's grave, pretty much. Yeah. So yeah, that was great. <laughs> um, that's it. That was that. I think you guys crushed it. I actually think that went better than I expected. Um, yeah. Just a little positive powwow for you guys. Like I'm sure there's some people that listen. Um, that's Eagles fans or someone that listens that uh wanted to hear about the the Wilsons. Maybe we have a Bronco fan uh, or a Lakers fan that listens. Um. Yeah. If we could put a smile on your face, then our job is done. That's right. That's right, Kev. We're here. We're going to be hot takes. We got those. But positive vibes, we got those too. Yeah. Oh, man. Speaking of. turning, Turning over a new leaf. Speaking of some hot takes, last week you guys both mentioned how the Celtics and the Bruins were basically unstoppable. And then what happened after that? The Bruins are dummying the Maple Leafs tonight, so at least they they got back on track. So is that going to stop their three games, kid? Yeah. It is. And the yeah. Celtics, and the Celtics the- won by 43, so. The, 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 are the Nets fully healthy? Like, is no, Durant, Durant playing? Durant. No, oh, Durant's well, well, yeah. is he Was he hurt? Yeah. Shocking. Uh, this says that Jackson Mahomes makes $800,000 per year off his fucking TikTok. Yeah. My God, I'm going to go shirtless dancing, dude. That's what I'm saying, dude. It's crazy. Cringe, cringe, cringe. Uh, as the Celtics win against the Nets, I think that's 10 games in a row. They've beat the Nets, going like including playoffs. So they have. Ever since number. Kyrie stepped on the, the, the <clears throat> mascot's face the or whatever, logo's face. Douchebag. Yeah. Another big news, too, that happened tonight, sure, dog. Florida Gators upset number two team in the nation, Tennessee. Tennessee. Get the fuck out of here, Tennessee. Uh, it's still number two. <laughs> Scallywags. Florida hasn't sniffed the top little 25. Little brother. That's our little brother. The top 25 in 15 years, dude. That's our Jesus. little brother. God. Oh, my God. Does Tennessee suck? Losing to Florida? I'm pretty sure if Florida was losing to Kansas State by, like, 30 at halftime the other day. I couldn't believe it. Uh, I think they ended up cutting it to, like, 10. But. They're not good. I watched them. They're not good. I watched this game. They went on. It was like 4-4. Next thing you know, it was like 21-4. So that's why Florida won, I'm guessing. So On the uppity up. Uh, positive, though. Positive vibes. Uh, great win for Florida. Great, great win. Seg- that. that segment's over. You can be a dickhead again. Yeah, well, I'm not happy with like the state of our football or basketball. It's really kind of depressing for me. So... Yeah, we'll see, man. We'll see. Are, are you like, are you guys, uh, real quick, last quick thing. Are you guys like set on, or do you not give a fuck like who your kids like for teams? I'm, I mean, obviously I'm at the point where my kids really have no interest. Like they don't know what the fuck's going on. Like every time there's a game on the television, whether it's hockey, basketball, football, Ryan just goes go Jackie because she thinks we're walking watching Lids Cousins hockey games and she just says go Jackie to everything. So 
Um, I don't really care. I mean, I'm going to like raise my kids. Like I'm going to start watching like Notre Dame with them every Saturday. And if they like them, they like them. If they don't, I don't, I don't really give a fuck. I yeah. mean, it'd be nice if they, it'd be nice if they like the same teams that I did, but if they don't, it is what it is. Uh, I'm not like super passionate about any uh, sports team, except like Duke's the only team I could really like if Buckley became like a North Carolina basketball fan, like that would probably like irk me a little bit. But if he became a Red Sox fan or like a Celtics fan, like I had almost I almost want him to. Uh, I think sometimes like growing up and all your friends like a different team than you, it kind of makes things a little difficult, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, so at Duke's the only team I prefer him to like. Uh, the, every other team, he can choose what he would like. What, I don't, it doesn't bother me. Yeah. Do you think it's like more common nowadays for like, like I feel like when I was a kid growing up, like watching sports, like I just watched all the like the local teams and that's who I cheered for. But I feel like now, like with like the access to like seeing some of your True. highlights and shit, like I True. feel like there's so many more kids that are probably 10 or 11 years old that just like love the Chiefs because of Mahomes mm-hmm. or love. The you know, Warriors because uh, of Curry. Big, yeah, because of yeah. staff. Yeah, 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 yeah. Or like the Pelicans because of Zion. So it's like I feel like it's that's just the way the way like the way the world is now. There's just like there's so much more access to highlights and videos and shit. And kids just like fall in love with like certain players and that's who they cheer for. Yeah. I I growing up was like, nah, my kid better be a fucking Pats fan. Uh hopefully they're a Florida fan. The older I get, I'm like, I don't give a shit what my kids like I like I got but like Bow and Eagles jersey for this weekend. Like he's got an AJ Brown jersey in the in the mail. Like I don't give a fuck if he grows up an Eagles fan. Right. So I think. Me. And like the, at the at the end of the day, like I think like me and Buckley, especially because he's a boy, like I'm like super close, like our whole lives. You know, like obviously me and Penelope will too. But like when it comes to sports, me and Buckley will be very close. And I think either way, it's going to be cool. Like, say if Buckley is a Yankees fan, great, we can cheer with the Yankees together. If Buckley's a Red Sox fan, then great, we can like. Give shit to each other. Give like. shit to Bans each other back during, and forth. Yeah, yeah. during games. So it's like, uh, at the end of the day, I don't, I'm not that serious about cheering for teams. So I never let it ruin my day. I'll tell you that. Yeah. So, yeah. No, I just I hope don't... that they love sports. I don't give a fuck yeah. which, which team it is. Yeah. I was like, I, and that's the thing, too. Is like, the it's the, who knows, like, if they're even going to be into it. Mm-hmm. Like, that's so, another thing. I mean, that's one thing. Like, I, I definitely want them to be because it's something like, obviously I like watch sports with like my, my dad and like would go to shit, you know, high school football games with him when I was like, you know, seven or eight and all that shit. But, um, yeah, as far as who they cheer for, I, I mean, I probably have a problem if they were, if they wanted to be a Cowboys fan, I'd probably put a stop to that. Um, but other than that, I don't really care. <laughs> all right. That's all I have. Do you guys have anything else? Yep, one quick question for you guys. Just yep. let's go. You guys got to rattle off quick as you can. Let's see what he says. Tomorrow, Groundhog's Day. Does Phil see his shadow? Yes. No. Ooh. All right. I don't even know what it means. I always forget. What does it mean? If he sees it, do we get an extra long week? If he sees his shadow, we'll have six more weeks of wintry weather. If he emerges and doesn't see it, spring weather is close at hand. Spring weather close at hand, baby. Let's go. Ooh, baby. <laughs> that little uh, fat fucker. <laughs> uh, I thought it was the other way around when I yelled out yes, but. Right. <laughs> uh, all right. Thank you, everyone. And uh, make sure you guys are staying warm and stay healthy. Ooh. I will be staying warm. <laughs> hey, peace. Later, guys. Yeah. Bye.